Cut the Crap Yogis, a podcast where we talk about the different facets in the world of yoga and spirituality. What inspires us, what is toxic, and what are the areas unexplored? So, hi everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of Cut the Crap Yogis. I have with me Nora from Green Yoga. Uh, a big studio here in Berlin. Uh, I will not tell much. I will leave it to Nora to tell about herself first and then we will move into the topics that we will discuss in our podcast. So, hi Nora. Hi. Nice that you're here. Yeah, thank you very um, much. First, I will let you introduce yourself and tell me a little bit who is Nora and maybe we talk afterwards about your story into yoga. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for having me and um, yeah, I'm Nora, Green Yoga exists since 2018 now and um, I started it together with Shri um, and uh, by now we have two studios, one in Prenzlauer Berg in Sretzky Straße and one in Kreuzberg, Oranienstraße and yeah, because of the current situation only online currently, yeah. Cool. And um, so tell me a little bit about your story into yoga. How, how did you start yoga? Where did you get the idea mm -hmm. to start green yoga? And what is green yoga actually? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, actually, first maybe some more infos about green yoga. Green yoga, the idea is um, yeah, that it's a donation-based yoga studio. So because we want to make it um, available for everyone. So... Um, we make it pay as you can afford. Um, that's the concept. And also 5% of our profits goes towards planting trees. We have a plantation project in south of India, where Sri is coming from. And um, yeah, my way to, to yoga, um, I mean, I guess it started a long time ago. I started practicing yoga as a student um, with maybe 20, um, but I did it more like once a week. I went to classes from time to time. Um, but then my real start into yeah deeper yoga, the spiritual path was um, with mid twenties after strong um, like after a breakup, typical story breakup and then depression, <laughs> <laughs> and then I found I was looking for yeah help pretty much, and then I went to a vipassana meditation um, course for ten days, um, and I think that was for me the starting point to really go deeper. And then after that, actually, I went to Costa Rica, and my roommate was a yoga teacher from New York, and he was very deep into the whole part. And he really put me on my path. He gave me my own sequence that then I started to practice every day by myself. But then uh, being back in Germany, I first um, went into the other direction because I couldn't find any job in, in um, the green sector because that's where I was working originally. I studied economics and then um, specialized on like sustainability and like green economy, but then I couldn't find anything. So in the end, I ended up with a consulting management consulting firm, um, which was yeah the total opposite. I was traveling all week and being in this very um, yeah capitalistic red race. <laughs> and uh, also, I was really um, yeah not finding the time for my practice. I think it was just like also being mm -hmm. surrounded by people who are so far from that. But then. Um, yeah, like the universe, yeah, meant it well with me. And then through 
uh, yeah, certain circumstances. In the end, I was able to have agreement with them. Like they would, had sold me to another company and stuff like that. And in the end, I was able to exit with like some extra money for a couple of months. Like we had agreement with the company. And in that time period, I went to um, India to do my yoga teacher training. Mm -hmm. Also with that money that I, I got from that and uh, yeah but then I again I had more like an office job um, here in Berlin um, and in that time I met Sri and who was also Vipassana Yogi also still in the capitalistic red race working as a consultant for tech firms but like yeah when we first met we right away clicked and we talked all about um, yeah our gurus like Eckhart Tolle and um, Ramdas and we talked about Vipassana a lot and we also talked about how yoga should be available for everyone and how it should be donation based and um, because it's a not a typical product that you can price um, like other products and that's where yeah the origin of the idea came um, into place to offer a yoga um, and or start a yoga studio where you can have donation based um, yoga classes. That's really interesting because we are in Berlin where there's a lot of competition. There are lots of people putting a lot of money to support big studios thrive and in this business of, let's say, health industry. Um, but you guys went completely the opposite way. So it's really interesting your business model that you um, offered this uh, pay-as-you-go, let's say, kind of approach for people. And even despite that, you managed to make it to the next level and you were only one studio in Prenzlauberg and then you opened uh, another studio in Kreuzberg. Can you tell me a little bit how this idea developed? Because I know that also Green Yoga started as a small studio on the Hofelandstrasse, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we started really small in the back of a gym, actually, um, and in a very tiny place. And... Um, yeah, but somehow I think, yeah, we were just really not in for the money because she and me earned good money before in, in our careers, but we actually really exited because we realized that the money won't make you happy. So we were not in the, for the money and we also both really just um, went, I think, through a lot of hardship, through depression, through a lot of problems ourselves and yoga really helped us and meditation and really helped us to mm -hmm. find more hope and light. And um, so we were really in us. It was really a hard pro project. We really wanted to share this knowledge, this yogic knowledge to help more people out of their depression and also help them um, yeah help them find their path towards mm -hmm. <laughs> yoga mm -hmm. and we actually saw also in in berlin like i didn't connect so much with a lot of yoga studios because yeah the way they they do yoga was not what i feel yoga is about because for me um, i'm mainly a meditation yogi so to say that's mm -hmm. like for me the hatha yoga the exercise such as preparation of the physical body but then the main point is always working on your mind because yeah. that's where the real work is the body part mm -hmm. is just more warm-up and also especially doing the exercise also with a lot of mindfulness that's i think important and i saw that in the yoga industry in the west they made um, actually a fitness exercise out of yoga where it's all about looks, uh, about your body being healthy, being beautiful. And that was for me, yeah, definitely the wrong way, which is very obvious because the West, we are very materialistic, right? So we all assume that we are nothing than our body. So it was clear that 
the West would do then <laughs> and mm. cut everything out from yoga, which is about the other parts. And um, This is interesting. We will go back to this point <laughs> later uh, in the talk about the looks and about the fitness part. But then um, just to wrap up the business model topic. So you created this business model where people should just donate as they go and still it somehow you managed to thrive, let's say before the pandemic, because during the pandemic and until now everybody is suffering on a financial and economical level. So you managed to thrive and to expand even with this, mm. right? With yeah. this model. No, so it you went. A lot of people coming to the studio and then. Yeah, I mean, it went uh, really well. I mean, one part is also um, Urban Spots also actually helped us. Like, I know that in uh, the yogi um, scene in Berlin, a lot of people are not so happy with Urban Spots. But for us, actually, they also helped us to keep that up because with them, we got a fixed amount and we were so happy with whatever they gave us because there were some people who paid, like, only gave us some coins that they had so yeah. for us actually people who came from urban sports was like oh we're definitely going to get some money there so that they also helped us a lot with the marketing which why like they filled up the place because in the beginning me and she would stand on the street on Hufelandstrasse and be like hey did you do yoga before we have this yoga studio there in the back you can't see it but it's hidden there That's and really interesting. then we had some people coming really um, like yeah very lovely clients that we still very much in contact now because it was like a very deep connection then that we developed with these first um, customers that we really got but then once we signed up with Urban Sports it was really filling up and um, as I said we were really happy with whatever they paid us because it was more and also the donation based um, um, thing really works because like an average we got also more or less what we got from Urban Sports some people like paid very little some people, people pay paid more. more and that was the idea to have the have this subsidizing right that people who have more yeah. money can pay more so other people who can't pay as much mm -hmm. they pay little and it does really work out and i was really surprised like how generous some people are and how happy they are to support the project and to actually give more because the pricing i'm as i studied economics it's like a price like the five euros for example is worth so differently for some people right if you earn a lot of money five yeah. euros is nothing and if you have very little money then five euros can be quite a lot and you really have to think if you can invest that so i think it's not fair to put one price for everyone because yeah. it's just it, this kind this amount uh, means yeah so like it's uh, so different for each one so that's why it should be flexible Mm. but also the idea is that some people who have maybe a bit more pay more and it does work out and sure sometimes people came and you had, like sometimes people came and they didn't pay much or they paid very little or emptied their their purse into the donation bar like with some like sense you know and sometimes um it also didn't feel so good or for us or for the teachers like um But like, if you can tell the person also doesn't have much money and they're very grateful for this opportunity to yoga, then you do it like we did it with a, like, we were so happy that for everyone who comes then anyway to do yoga. Um, sure, sometimes you had the feeling like some people were just also a bit greedy and they thought it's a good opportunity to save money. So they would pay very little and you had them, but it seemed like, I mean, you never know, but it yes. seemed with some people that they maybe probably could have afforded more, but they just think, oh, perfect, then I can go have a nice breakfast afterwards. Okay. And then, you yeah, know, and yeah. then sometimes that was hurtful. And I also experienced it again and again with teachers who also complained then about some people but actually there I learned personally to then really let go of that and just also there 
treat them even better because people who are so greedy with their money actually need yoga most. So actually, yes. again, you have to tell you, it's good that you're here and That's... it's great that you do the yoga class with me because you're holding so tight to your money and you don't want to share it with others. So that means you really need yoga yes. <laughs> because you're obviously in a very low place. So, so actually, um, yeah, and that really helped me to then again, let go of that and not worry. We didn't, we just always told us we don't worry about money. And mm. then money comes, and that's how it is. And I like that's how it worked out for us, like in the end. Just um, doing it from your heart, doing it with a good purpose, and also doing it smartly, but don't worry about the money too much, and then you will be blessed um, in return. That's really interesting. So, with this business model, you went from a small room in the back of a gym to a bigger studio in Prenzlauer Berg, then opened another studio in Kreuzberg, and then now you're doing this summer yoga in the park in mm. Hasenheide still, in the Hasenheide Park and in the Fred Volkspark Friedrichshain. Yeah, I see. And how many teachers are there now working for Green Yoga? Because your schedule is quite full. Yeah, yeah, right? we have like, we offer... I think more than 30 classes a day right now, like also online because we have also additional wow. classes who are only teach from home. So yeah, we have a huge schedule. I mean, our teachers are constantly also coming and going. There's a lot of um, movement because yeah, some people then, I don't know, move away or um, become pregnant or whatever. So there's like constant movement, but like, yeah, right now we have, because we don't have the outdoor yoga at the moment. So we have around 50 teachers, I think, but we are, we are already up to 80 teachers that summer, I think when we wow. also had the outdoor. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's, that's it, really, it's not, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And it's, it's wonderful to attract, like, and we attract so many very beautiful souls um, yeah, into that. And it really seems like a tribe, like a movement, like yeah. so many souls joining who have also had a, a similar path who also went through the hardship and also found yoga as a tool to That's help true. them to open their hearts to you know, see a, a higher dimension of life somehow and um, who also have this yeah this calling to, to spread the yoga yes so what I really liked is the feeling of community more than mm -hmm. it's like a business you're running a business yeah that's really nice um, in your opinion, what differentiates Green Yoga from other yoga studios? I mean, Berlin is full of yoga studios. Mm. Almost in every street there's a, yoga, mm -hmm. a new yoga studio that's going to open or already open. And almost every second person you meet on the street has done a teacher training and is a yogi <laughs> or yoga teacher. Um, I mean, this is nice in a way, but at the same time it's also a bit too much in some situations. So what do you think for you differentiates Green Yoga from other mm. studios? So to be honest, I actually don't know any other yoga studios really personally. I just went to one yoga studio before regularly as a student, mm -hmm. but uh, to all the other yoga studios, I never went. Um, so I and also I don't know much about them because also when we started, mm -hmm. also some people said you want to open a studio. There are so many already, like, and then we were just like also like we don't worry about the others. We don't, and we don't even look at what the others do because I, I think also then it comes from a bad place. Then you come into this competitive place where you think like, what do they do? And we should do that too. And you try to maybe imitate some who you think are successful or whatever. So I also try to like not even put much attention to it. So I can't even really tell you specifically <laughs> how they are because I don't know how they are. And I think also they are so many, so they probably also all very different the vibes and I think it's mainly the energies probably and you can tell when you enter the studio the energies like um, that's what we also heard in Prenzlauer that a lot of people who 
came, they said they just entered the studio and they felt like in holidays. They felt like everything fell off because the energies we created in these spaces were so wonderful. As with mm. the teachers together where you can, where it's just a lot of presence. So the moment you step in, like, yeah, you can, you feel safe to also let go of the mask and let go of your ego nice. and just be, and um, yeah. which really brings you into the moment. But with the other studios, yeah, so I, I don't really know, but I mean, our idea was to really be authentic and really bring the spiritual aspect of yoga back to it now i said to not make it a fitness because it's not a fitness it's a highly spiritual path and to really um yeah push that and really focus on that to have like for me the most important like yoga itself right as you know and i don't know yoga itself means union so it's mm -hmm. about experiencing union Mm -hmm. that's what it is so it's mm -hmm. a very high spiritual experience where you feel that all the separations fall away and so for me a good yoga class is when the students at least once had this one moment of yoga so one moment of yeah. complete presence where you the mind was completely silent and where they were just yeah in their beings and like out of and so it's all about feeling not thinking and practicing presence and so in yoga and also the physical aspect is powerful about staying equanimous, right? Yeah, like staying yeah. aw aware and equanimous. So experiencing bliss, like very nice feeling. Sometimes you do some stretch and it feels so good, right? And sometimes yeah. you do some stretch or some exercise and it doesn't and feel good feel at all. It feels yeah. very painful. Exactly. And it's about going through these shifts and experiencing the good and the bad, but staying equanimous or staying um, yeah, with a leveled mind, not going like, ah, oh, this is so terrible, when does it end? Mm -hmm. And also not going into, ah, oh, this is so nice, I want it more and more, like, but just ex experiencing that as yeah. to practice for real life, where also you have the ups and the downs, the goods and the bads, and which is not available. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit um, about the pandemic and the situation at the moment. So uh, we all know this pandemic started beginning of last year, 2020, and then uh, you had a lot of uh, people at the beginning uh, going towards yoga and spirituality in order to compensate this frustration that people were going through. And then somehow this wave went down, then up again, then down, and now we are in the third lockdown. Yes, and... Um, and I see, I mean, I'm active on social media, on, on Instagram specifically, and I see a lot of people also offering a lot of teachers, a lot of people from like teachers or yogis from all around the globe using, um, uh, using Instagram, for example, as a platform to offer yoga classes and to offer uh, yoga um, exercises or, I don't know, 15 minutes in the morning. And um, some of them are... Are earning some money with it some of them are not uh, what what is green yoga doing about this how does green yoga think that this is a competition or not how do you make sure or what's your strategy to make sure that people still come back to your classes and come back to your studio and not being attracted mm. by I don't know some ex-teacher um, 
online. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we are like as Shri and me. We come from this business world, so we come from this capitalistic world. We both studied economics. We both worked in consulting, where it's all about strategies and numbers and planning and having like. So, but we really wanted to retire from that. So mm-hmm. we really made the step to really make only business decisions and Queen Yoga led by our heart and not our mind. So we always try to avoid to look at numbers or make too much strategies or like make any plans. We just because we also realized within our like on our path that it's all about the energies you emanate. And because we create our own reality by your the state of your inner self. So mm-hmm. if you experience, for example, a lot of scarcity or fear inside, then often you also experience it on the outside. So we try to really focus just on our inner work also, mm-hmm. and staying elevated, staying positive and um, or not even necessarily positive, but like just observing whatever is and just working with it instead of trying to fix too much in the outside because then you just like if you try to fix everything in the outside you lose the contact to yourself you know so and also what I I mean this competition feeling is very human and for sure also we like or me fall sometimes into that state experiencing other yogis or other yoga studios as competitors and like this feeling but then when I realize I do fall into that I right away become very present and try to dissolve that feeling like by just observing them and not going into it and not feeling like oh it's a fight for for customers for students and I need to be better than the others and I need to see what they're doing on Instagram and do it better because but like really resonate like take a step back from that and more see like no they're not our competitors they're actually also our um, alliance, alliance, so to say, because we all need yoga. This world needs yoga so bad, like, and we can't even serve the whole world. So we are happy for everyone who also offers yoga because it will be too much. So we try to, uh, yeah, not step into the competition, but like just try. So our <laughs> our strategy, which is like, yeah, seems maybe for some people who are more mind a bit <laughs> naive, is, but it's more to just. This is a very impressive approach. <laughs> I have to say. Um, And in your view as a yoga studio owner, um, because uh, you mentioned at the beginning the idea of flux, which what uh, I said I will go back to talk about later. In your idea, how much of what's unreal... I mean, everyone is using social media because it's a very good platform. I mean, it has its uh, um, positives or like advantages and disadvantages. And a lot of people, including yoga studios, yoga teacher, myself, everyone I know almost is using social media to promote their classes, to to uh, to try to reach as more people as possible uh, or audience as possible. Um, and we see lots of big accounts posting, I don't know, like many pictures and many stories. So how much of that, in your opinion, is fake and is real how much of it is real yoga because um what's really impressive like what i heard from you so far that yoga is about the self-connection but how do you experience these people posting the whole time online how 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 much is it is really self-experience or not and especially in relation to the topic of the looks that you talked Mm -hmm. about at the beginning i mean um we go into some studios here in berlin 
we say again before the pandemic, we see these like people just coming there to sweat, wearing super fancy clothing and uh, just like staying there for 60 minutes and leaving. And this is what Green Yoga is not trying to achieve. Like, like I have a feeling that you don't want those customers. You want more the real yogis they that want to come and experience the vibe of the studio. So how much of it you think is really just fake? Well, first of all, I think we do in, in Queen Yoga, everyone is welcome. So also people who maybe are still very much caught up in this, you know, materialistic world who identify very uh -huh. much with their body and with their, live very much to their ego, they're still very welcome in Queen Yoga because that's exact, exactly the people who need us. Because for sure, I mean, it's also important to attract beautiful, also enlightened or uplifted souls who also help us to raise their energies for the others who are around. But it's always about having a good mix. But also these people so ex exactly need yoga because they often be still in a state where they identify very much with their body and they very much... And that's a very low place, as we experience all as a human being. When you're there, you're not happy. Even maybe when you do look good to the outside and your life maybe on Instagram does look very cool and beautiful, often these people are not as happy, as, be as beautiful as they it looks to the outside. Because actually when you're in that state where you identify so much with your body and um, with beauty or like trying to impress others yeah usually you're in a very competitive place having no connection with other people but really experiencing yourself very much as an individual fighting against others fighting to get what you need what you want but being in this very low place of actually feeling lack and so i think um yeah there is probably i mean i don't know i can't really tell it from the pictures but for sure I mean for me yoga is not about making crazy poses and being beautiful by it mm -hmm. like like there's a risk I think if you start doing yoga to more get lost into your body and making a body cult about mm -hmm. it so identifying even more with your body because as you yeah. start doing yoga your body starts looking better and you start controlling your body more and you then there's a trap to fall for it to be yes. so identified with your body and then um but and then also this is i think very not good to um, like post this picture of yoga to the outside world because then a lot of people will feel excluded because if you see people doing handstand and doing crazy um, they just mm -hmm. will think like okay this is something that i can never do so yoga is not for me and uh, and also i'm i don't look like these model type people you know and mm -hmm. uh, when I do this it will look ridiculous you know so I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. do it because I will make myself look stupid so I think that idea of yoga to spread this idea of yoga will be very harmful for actually the spread of real yoga because then people think yoga is about making crazy poses and looking good and having a beautiful body but actually yoga is um yeah something completely different than that and I think um it's uh, important to go and spread the real yoga and, and tell people like no it's not about how you look it's not about how strong or beautiful your body is it doesn't matter it's about disidentifying with your body first you go into your body we just use the body as our anchor into the here now mm -hmm. and as the the counteract of the mind because the mind is so strong nowadays within our ourselves no and and so but to get out of your mind it's very helpful to feel your body 
Also, I, how I said, I'm a Vipassana meditator. So for me, it's like it's Vipassana meditation is feeling your body, scanning your body. So you first need this connection to your body because it's all about these body sensations, which are always the, the, foundation, uh, the foundation of everything. Always first there's a body sensation and then emotion arises and then thoughts arise. So everything always starts with the body sensation. But if you can't even feel your body at all, you're so lost in your mind and you can't even realize that connection. So that's why I think it's important to start with also body exercises because it can help you to come into your body. But it doesn't matter how it looks and it also doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't have to be difficult or super stretchy or something, just very simple exercise. For me in yoga, also very simple exercises are actually the most powerful ones where you have very small movements, also very slow or very repetitive, where mm -hmm. you can really go inwards and really experience you making that movement. But it's not about looks at all and I think um, well it's uh, for me it's not surprising that the West does that now I said uh, out of yoga because we're just so lost in this material dimension of existence that we make it so much about looks but um, it certainly is not and yeah people should not get scared away from it which is actually brings me to my last question also as a yogi and as a studio owner and as a um, business person, how would you recommend people who want to start practicing yoga to really start and not getting scared? I mean, you just talked about it. That's one thing also um, I see when I meet a lot of people and they ask, so what do you do? Like, oh, um, I teach yoga. Oh no, I'm not flexible enough to teach <laughs> or like to practice yoga. Mm -hmm. How would you try to attract these people as a yogi and as a studio owner, like as, as someone mm -hmm. who is doing yoga as a business how would you try to approach these people mm -hmm. well actually we did have like it was always a bit like more by coincidence a thing of green yoga that we transformed a lot of non-yogis into yogis we had a lot of people who never did yoga before who came to us um, but actually we didn't do that on purpose necessarily like we didn't have a strategy again behind it but, mm -hmm. but I think I mean one thing actually where the online yoga can be good because if you do online yoga you can turn off your camera and then maybe people are less shy I think a lot of people maybe are intimidated to go to a studio because they think all oh, the others will be so good and they will look at me especially also I think some men are imitate, like scared to go to a studio because they think like um, there will be all these beautiful women around me and I'll be very bad at it and <laughs> for men it's always very important to be good at whatever they do so I think maybe it can help that they do it online for themselves so they're not so scared of other people judging um, them doing it. But in general, um, yeah, I mean, we actually don't have specifically um, beginner classes. Um, but definitely, um, I always recommend beginners like yin yoga classes and stuff where it's not so fast moving, but very slow where you can really go into each pose for a longer period of time to just experience your body and not having like, because some vinyasa flow can be very challenging as your beginner, right? Yes. Because there's so much movement and then you lose it and then you'll be so busy trying to, hold up with it that you completely forget to feel your body which is yes, actually the focus exactly. on it so i think in yoga is really good or also hatha and where it's just slower where you stay in and each pose for a longer time so you can really also perfectionize each pose and really focus on feeling your body i personally also always like um when we give the students uh, the chance to close their eyes in between um, to really go even deeper to really focus on your body and not so much on the others and 
um, yeah, and I think for me also meditation is I think um, a really which is actually Raja Yoga, the the Royal Yoga. I think is also a really good step if you if you don't um, yeah feel so much like exercise yoga is just sitting down and trying to feel your body or observing your breath, but just finding something that you can focus on to to work on your mind, which is also I think a wonderful um, entrance point into yoga. Nice. Yeah, I mean, from my side, those are all the questions. It has been very, very inspiring, really very uh, informative. Um, is there anything else you would like to say? Mm, no, be, I'm very thankful for this time cool. that you invited me and also thank you for your wonderful classes. At oh, thank you. And thank you. I'm happy to be part of the community. It's really very impressive. And uh, yeah. It really feels like a family. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Nora, so much. And uh, for the listeners, wish you all a good, great rest of the week and uh, stay safe until next time. Ciao. Ciao.